there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Samantha Kubik. Could you give us a window, Samantha, into who your clients are? I know they range in age from the young to the very old and how you're helping them. Yeah, my clients are very diverse. They come from very different backgrounds. They have served in many different eras. I My clients typically age... The age range is about 21 to, I had a client as old as 97, and they served in all times in our military. They served in peacetime and wartime. They served in combat zones and back here in the United States. They grew up in different situations. Some came from military families where people have served for generations. Some came from really difficult and traumatic backgrounds and were looking for a way out. Some came from places where they didn't have a lot of opportunities and were looking for a way to gain experiences and better themselves and travel and all of those things we we think of when we think of being in the military. And, you know, I, I have some clients who got all they wanted to out of the military. The military was a wonderful experience for them. But unfortunately, I have many clients for whom that was not true. And they did have experiences or a single experience of sexual harassment or assault. And my practice is what's considered a generalist practice, which means we sort of provide a broad array of civil legal services. I work with my clients on obtaining veterans benefits, on obtaining discharge upgrades, which is when you are trying to help someone change their service record to reflect that it should have been seen as honorable rather than less than honorable. I assist with social security cases, family law matters, housing problems. We prepare advanced directives like wills and powers of attorney. And so it's a very broad practice. But the largest number of my cases are cases of women trying to obtain veterans benefits. The Department of Veterans Affairs has a benefit for veterans, whereby if you were injured during your military service, and you continue to suffer from that injury today, you can obtain compensation for the level of your suffering today. 
So if you were injured in the military, but you're fine now, this does not apply to you. But if you were injured in some way in the service and it is still something causing you a problem today, you can apply for this benefit. And that includes people who experienced MST, military sexual trauma. If you were assaulted or experienced pervasive harassment or if you were raped and you still suffer from that, whether it be physically or mentally, you can obtain this compensation. And it is a very long and arduous process. It is not very trauma-informed and is therefore often very re-triggering for people and difficult to navigate. And so many of my clients have either never tried to do this before because the notion was too daunting and the concept of reliving their experiences too much, or some of them have been fighting these cases for years and sometimes decades and have been unable to get the benefits to which they are entitled. Wow. So many questions. Just, (laughs) I'm curious here. And now there are three of these clinics in the New York area. Is that right? Uh, There are two that I run. I have one at the Bronx VA and one at the Manhattan VA although everything is remote right now due to COVID, but they have begun to be replicated around the country. And so there is a similar clinic out in California. There's a woman who is starting a new one in the Washington, D.C. area. There, I believe, is someone doing a similar clinic in Georgia now, if I'm not mistaken. So the model has proven to be effective such that it is now growing. Okay. Amazing. You anticipated where I was going with my question. And what about the men who've been assaulted, those survivors of MST, who I alluded to in that article that you wrote in 2017? They're in that article. You noted that the assaults that were carried out the prior year included 8,600 women and 6,300 men in the U.S. Armed Forces, and that between them, there had been 70,000 instances of sexual assault in 2016. Are there any services to help men? So, yes, but it tends to be a little different. So you're completely correct. This is not just a women's issue. While women are disproportionately represented among survivors because fewer women serve in our military, because so many men serve, these statistics often sound misleading. So sometimes they will say that one in a hundred men have experienced MST. Well, one in a hundred men is a lot of men in our military. And so while women's percentages are much higher, the actual numbers of humans are roughly the same. The number of men has been increasing, whether that be that more men are coming forward about their experiences or more men are experiencing it, we are not sure. But the numbers of men reporting this have gone up. And first of all, so while my original fellowship was specifically to create these clinics for women veterans. 
since then, I have broadened my practice. I still have my women's clinics, but I also provide services to male veterans, regardless of whether or not they are survivors. But many of my male clients are survivors. So when I meet with them, they receive the same services as the women veterans, but they receive those services within legal clinic that is for men rather than for women. There are many organizations and offices that seek to help veterans obtain these benefits that I'm speaking of. And so there are many offices that do assist both men and women on these claims. My work led me to become sort of an expert in the military sexual trauma context. And working with men now, I have realized even more pieces of this. I have seen the way in which men and women respond differently or the same to their experiences and have been able to use a lot of what I learned with the women, but also have had to learn new things and new skills when working with my male clients. And so, yes, that was a very long answer to your question that, yes, there are services for both men and women. With women, we had really seen that they needed a place of their own. That was really the struggle. With male veterans, they are the dominant veteran group. They are often, many services that are for all veterans often end up being mostly for male veterans simply because of the numbers and because of the history of our military and the fact that more men have traditionally served. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.